Welcome to the Nifty Chicks. In this episode of NF Truths, I, Minty Cell, was invited to speak at a Build Business Challenge virtual conference with Terry Brock and Gina Carr. In this event, I covered a variety of topics around women in Web3, the future of crypto, smart contracts, and the utility of NFTs. Let's do this. take it back to the tokens, but no, I, I appreciate you sharing that because we do need to be thinking about that because that's Web3, that's focused on content creators, YouTubers, um, podcasters, and all. So but we are getting some great questions coming in from the chat. Uh, one goes back to what you were talking about with NFTs and creator coins or social tokens. Can you just explain uh, the difference between those at a, at a high level? So I, I would say the main difference is the social coin is think of it more as a currency that you are rewarded for either you can you can buy it with a currency or and like for example, I, I think I saw something about Fanzo and so you can actually like support that creator through their coin and and that is either by purchasing the coin, or they reward you if you do activities. At least that, that is my understanding for what Brian is doing. Um, so like, for example, I attended his session at Social Media Marketing World, went and signed up, and then he gave me however many, you know, 10 ADHD. So because I'm doing something to support him, he rewards. And it, it the same thing could be said for like, I know he does sometimes in his podcast, if you hear he'll like have like a secret word or something, and then you go enter that in. So basically he's rewarding you for listening to his show. Um, and then, like I said, they can be redeemed. Um, it could be, you know, merch. Um, I'm not sure if he's doing merch for sale or not. It could be, you know, you redeem it for one-on-one -on -one time you know, a Zoom call with him, or if you're in the area, maybe it's a lunch with him, something along those lines. Um, I mean, honestly, sky's the limit with what, what you can do with social coins and NFTs. NFTs, I think of it more as like a membership club. Uh, with the, If you own a certain NFT, you get access to whatever it is that they're offering. And that, I mean, Again, it can be anything. It could be that you get in. Uh, a good example would be Proof Collective. So Proof Collective was uh, created by, I think his name is Kevin Rose. And um, basically, if you own one of the Proof Collective NFTs, then you get access to some of the top thought leaders and creators in the NFT space. You find out about upcoming launches before they happen. You're, uh, you have the ability to invest in certain projects that you wouldn't otherwise know about. Um, I know our friend John Lee Dumas is a part of the Proof Collective. And I was asking him the other day, I'm like, so what all do you get when you get into that group? And basically they have to sign something that says that they won't talk about the things that they get access to Ooh. 
in that group. That's how exclusive it is. Hmm. So, yeah. That sounds amazing. How do they enforce that then? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I I don't know how they do that. And I'm not sure how many people are in that group. Um, I know it's, well, I'll go look. Let's well, see. it sounds like it'd be interesting, but I like the idea of what it is for creators, because we have a lot of people in our audience today who are creators, creating content, they're speakers, authors, they're consultants, coaches, doing that. And it seemed like the NFTs are ideally suited for what we're doing, because uh, one of the questions that came through saying the pictures that you have behind you, uh, those are nice, but you think, well, what would be the difference in that in just a regular picture? And I think the uh, two words, smart contract. And that smart contract is there. Tell us how the smart contract works with NFTs and how that provides enormous opportunities for content creators in the world of Web3. Oh, smart contracts. That's a, I feel like <laughs> that is a tough question. <laughs> and um, I don't know that I'm technical enough to answer it. I have not done enough with smart contracts. Um, I am we are in the process of working on our own NFT collection, uh, but just in the very early stages, like talking, I actually have a call later today with somebody um, to talk about how that would all come together with what I'm wanting to do. And I know there are a million things that go into smart contracts. There are people who audit smart contracts to make sure that you're not going to have any issues. Uh, mm -hmm. protect against hackers because people can go in and hack your smart contracts to potentially steal everybody's NFTs or steal the, you know, the currency, whatever currency that NFT is or the blockchain that that NFT is created on. Um, so you definitely need to have smart people working on those smart contracts. And I, I wanted to go back to, so Proof Collective, there are 1,000 of them available, so limited to 1,000 people. And as of right now, the price to get in for a Proof Collective, which I don't even know that you can get in because I don't know if anybody's selling. Let's see if anybody's selling. Yeah, I, it, I think it would be, you'd be hard pressed to get in. But if you did want to get in, it'll cost you $121,000. Ooh, only $121,000. Uh -huh. oh, yeah. well, that's a yeah, yeah. uh, pocket change, right? <laughs> yeah. well, seems like there's a lot of good there. And it seems like, correct me if I'm wrong, but with a smart contract, you're like those pictures behind you. Those are all NFTs. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. yep. So if I looked at, uh, pick point to one of those, just one of them, tell me, do you have a name for one of those? Just a point. Um, yeah. So the this and this, these are my crypto chicks. Okay. Um, and that's a crypto chick. Is that, if I said, I want to buy that. And I'm willing to buy it. I would get the NFT. There would be a number for that. Just play with me here mm -hmm. for a moment. Yep. And so I say, how much would you charge me for that particular uh, NFT? Well, I wouldn't because she's my forever NFT. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> some of the times there's I a have, forever NFT. <laughs> I have a very special relationship with a lot of my ladies. Um, as you can tell, I sure. this is this is really how it started. When I first got into NFTs. Well, first off, Joel was talking about it, and I thought this is the dumbest thing ever because all I kept hearing about was bored apes and crypto punks. And I saw the yeah. art, and I was like, "This is stupid. I don't understand why people are paying money for this." Many people and like, <laughs> and like I said in the beginning, I mean, it there really was no utility 
to begin with. It was just buying images that you liked or that, you know, you thought were pretty. And I just didn't appreciate what I saw in the images. So the first thing that got me into NFTs was actually uh, Garbage Pail Kids. And the reason, it, not because they're cute or pretty or anything, is because when I was a kid, I collected Garbage Pail Kid cards, very much like baseball cards. So when Tops brought back the Garbage Pail Kids, I was like, okay, I can, uh, this I'm excited about. I want to go get Garbage Pail Kids. And I like got my money. I was all ready um, to buy. I, you know, log on at 10 a.m. or whenever it was supposed to launch. And I couldn't get any. So I was really sad. And I'm like, I can't get in. They had all kinds of issues on launch. And um, so I didn't, I didn't get any garbage pail kids, but there is what's called the secondary market. And so when an NFT project launches, typically you can, that's going to be the lowest price that you can get in at until mm -hmm. they're all, you know, sold out. And then people start posting their NFTs on the secondary market. And it, I guess here's another thing about NFTs. I don't know if you guys have heard this or not, but um, every time an NFT sells on the secondary market, the creator of that NFT gets a percentage. They can choose what percentage that is. It could be, you know, 1%, it could be 10%. So you think about, for example, Tops when they're selling baseball cards or garbage pail kids or whatever it is that they're selling, they only get paid on that physical card when the first time it's purchased, you know, when it comes from the store, but then you can go trade with your friends all day long, buy and sell. And tops is not making a penny off of that. Whereas with NFTs, every single time that particular, if I were to sell you my forever lady, mm -hmm. my forever chick, then the crypto chicks would get a percentage of that sale. And then Precisely. if you, if you turned around and sold that to Gina, then they would again get another percentage, whatever you know that percent is. So that's one of the you know cool things for creators with NFTs. Absolutely. Matter of fact, let me interrupt you for just a moment here. What she just said is brilliant. This is what it is in store for content creators. You create something and then others can sell it. And that's good. As the price goes up, that's good. Price could go down as well, all the way to zero. Uh, so you can, but you're taking that risk. And this way it gives a lot more opportunities. Gina, you and I have seen these kind of things happening in the world. What are your thoughts on uh, the benefits of that as you see them going forward? Well, I, I think it's just going to be more clear how the art, how NFTs have evolved from just the art to NFTs with utility, which Aaron mentioned a little uh, a few minutes ago. And so, Aaron, if you could explain a little bit further about how you've seen the market evolve from the focus on the art to utility, because I wasn't in, similarly, I was not interested at all with the art that just was meaningless to me. It wasn't important. I don't collect physical art. I, I, it just wasn't that important. But when I started hearing about how it can be used for the utility to have uh, access and memberships and uh, be used for events, those sorts of things, I got really excited. So could you break that down for us a little bit and help us understand a utility NFT versus yeah. sort of the first wave of NFTs? Yeah. So, and I, I saw a question um, about the access 
behind some of these. And so I'll just speak to a, a few of these because I'm really familiar with, with them. Um, for example, so this is You by BFF. It's kind of hard to see probably. But basically the start of that was, it's called My BFF was the project. And it's basically, and this is the, I mean, sorry for all you guys out there because you probably don't care. <laughs> but if you remember back in the 80s, girls would make like create uh, friendship bracelets for each other. They would braid friendship bracelets. And so that's what this My BFF was um, created, you know, it, about or from. And so basically it was, it's a picture of a bracelet, a friendship bracelet, and it gave you access to, well, it would give you access to different people. It has a, they have a ton of influencers that are a part of this project and um, it would give you access to other projects. So their next project was this, it's you, and it's basically women. And then what it does, it's, you know, you can pick whatever blonde hair, brown hair, you know, there's a bunch of different options. And if you have the My BFF, it would give you access to go mint the U uh, NFT before anybody else could. And then what it does is you get a charm added to your bracelet. And then they've done other things that, like for example, they just recently added a charm if you were holding through the bear market. And for those that don't know, bear market, bear versus bull, bear means we're not doing very, <laughs> we're in a down or a stagnant market. Uh, bull like is, right now. <laughs> yeah. So basically, if you were holding your the My BFF bracelet, then they rewarded you with a charm to go on it. And the idea is that the more charms you have, the means the bracelet will be worth more. And so the longer you hold it, the more charms you're going to have the ability to get. Um, so another thing that they're doing with that project in particular is they have all kinds of perks. So if you own a certain NFT with a certain attribute, so mine, I, unfortunately, I, this you that I have nothing, none of the attributes have been perks yet. Um, I'm sure eventually I will get a perk, um, but it could be, you know, it could be that you have a certain background. So I don't know if you can see, but there's flowers on the background here. Um, it could be like if the hair is up versus down, it could be like the, if your eye, the eyes, it, your lips, there's all kinds of different attributes. And that's basically how they determine rarity for NFTs and rarity, the, you know, the rarer an NFT is, then um, potentially it's worth more in the, the open market or the secondary market. Yeah, um, something about that uh, supply and demand thingy. It right. applies there too. Yeah. And so then another thing, um, like with that one in particular, uh, you could, going back to NFT NYC, there were all kinds of different events. And basically what they would do is if you held a certain NFT, all these events that they were hosting around town, you know, they can't hold all the people that are attending the event. I mean, NFT NYC had uh 12,000 people there i think so you know even if you a percentage of that 
owns your NFT, they can't all go to the same event, you know, the event venues aren't big enough to, to hold everybody. So what they did was raffles and you would enter a raffle to win a ticket to the event. So I entered, you know, a couple different raffles, got invited to um, some events. So BFF, you, and this one up here, I don't know if you can see it, but Hug. No, we can't see those. They're a little bit small. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hug is a project that was co-founded by Randy Zuckerberg. And for those who don't know, that is Mark Zuckerberg's sister. And so went to this event and they it was an amazing event. And so, you know, access to a live event. I got to meet Randy, actually give her a hug and take some pictures. So you know, it's access to different events, potentially. Um, I mean, I can't, there were so many different parties that, you know, if you were a holder of that NFT, you either would enter a raffle to win tickets or depending on, you know, how many holders they had or how many spots you could. Um, I mean, we went to a few different parties, fame ladies I've talked about, they had a couple different things. Um, crypto tech women. I mean, so events are definitely um, one of those things. Yeah. Uh, merch, as I mentioned, uh, mm -hmm. there's uh, events will be a big part of it. And that's yeah, why so many of us in the office or in the audience today who are speakers and get out and attend those events will see it. What you're saying is really helpful. We got a real good question that came in from my buddy Greg Williams, who is joining us now. And I see Greg is there. I see it written out. But Greg, also, I can see if you would be comfortable coming on, unmute yourself and ask a question, that would be fine. Or if you'd rather just read it, uh, would it be all right? Which would you prefer, sir? I feel comfortable enough coming on live. As Excellent. Well, Aaron, meet Greg. Greg, meet Aaron. Hey. And Greg, what is your question? Hey, Aaron, thanks for the information that you are imparting thus far. Several years ago, I had an associate actually ask me if he could create an NFT for me. And I'm like, what the heck is an NFT? Uh, okay, whatever. Sure. <laughs> yes. And he created one. And I never heard anything else after that. So my question is, should I follow up with him about it? And can he gain any um, benefits, I guess, uh, from creating an NFT for me? That's to say, is he the owner of that NFT? Um, well, that depends. Um, I mean, it really depends on what he does with it, where it's at. Um, I mean, he could transfer that NFT to you if it was just a one of one. Um, I, like I said, I mean, there's, it's really, it's really about the value that you put on it and that another person puts on it. For example, I've created, I created a bunch of NFTs of, a my dog's first birthday or well, his first birthday with me. Um, so that probably doesn't have any value to you, but it does to me. And, you know, it does to people that care about my dog like I could send that to you know my mom you know his grandma and um you know it would have some value to her right um so it's it's really about what somebody will pay for it I saw another question in here about um average range for pricing nfts and um it really it depends you know um if you're, let's say, you know, a, a big star, 
you may have an NFT collection that you put out that you're able to charge more because you you have fans all over the world that are going to be willing to pay top dollar for your specific NFT. I would say in in most cases, um, majority of projects start around half an ETH, so 0.5 ETH, which right now ETH Ethereum is it's a it's a another type of uh, cryptocurrency. So everybody has probably heard of Bitcoin. Ethereum is primarily what is used for trading NFTs, buying, selling, trading NFTs. And I would say on average, most projects start at 0.5 ETH. So it'd be approximately $800. But I mean, I there's a project that just launched, I believe it was in April of this year, um, called Moonbirds. And they launched at 2 ETH, which I thought was crazy. And I heard about it at NF or uh, at a conference in Portugal, NFC Lisbon. And uh, I thought that's insane. I would not pay two ETH for what I thought were kind of ugly owls, uh, pixelated owls. And now Moonbirds, I believe, are around 26 ETH. Let's see. So they went from roughly two to 26. Oh, mm. now they're at 18. So 18. they've dropped a little bit. So well, that's still saying quite a bit. 29, course, 20, about 29,000. Exactly. Bird. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's kind of hard to say what it's going to be. And of course, we're not making any financial recommendations no, here. Never, whatsoever. ever, ever. <laughs> we're not qualified. I love the way that Joel Kant and Travis Wright talk about it on their wonderful podcast, the Bad Crypto Podcast. You know, we don't know this stuff and they do it yeah. the, the right lawyer way. But we yeah. do make strong recommendations on education, though. Yeah. Uh, we continue doing that. But Aaron, that, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. We, we say all the time in the crypto space, uh, do your own research. I'm sure you heard it from Fanzo. <laughs> In fact, I have his sticker right in front of me. Now his do sticker is do your research. own damn research. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Uh, this is Diane. So Hi, Diane. how would I get started? Let's say I want to do an NFT. What would I want to do it for, from, or ab about? And then how would I, what would be my steps? Where would I go? What would I create? You know, how, what would I have to invest? So, so I'm, I'm really trying to understand this, but I question. Yeah, that's a <laughs> great question. So I think the most important thing would be to figure out what it is you want to provide to your fans, followers, community, et cetera, and then kind of work backwards from that because there are there are a lot of different platforms that you can do. Ethereum and OpenSea, I would say, is the it's the most widely known. It's the most widely used and accepted. Um, I would say it, I, I don't even, I hate to even say this, but because I don't feel like any of them are hundred percent secure. We are still really, really early in all of this, but I would say OpenSea is one of the most trusted. Um, in fact, I just heard yesterday that Solana, which is another uh, blockchain platform for NFTs. They had problems. Pe people's accounts were getting hacked and they were taking, like pulling all their NFTs out of it. It, I think it was something like if you hadn't touched your wallet in six months, then you were probably fine. So I haven't even looked at mine to see if mine have been taken from that wallet. I'm hoping not. 
Um, and that's O-P-E-N and C as in S-E-A, yeah. the ocean. Yep. And uh, so then there's also like Wax Atomic Hub. That is where we actually started. So going back to when I was with Bad Crypto Podcast and uh, the Nifty Show, the guys wanted to create their own NFT collection. We chose Wax because it is super easy to do and really inexpensive. And I actually did a tutorial on setting up. Um, I'm looking to see what I did that. So we did a how to set up a Wax Atomic Hub NFT and creating an NFT on Wax. Um, so that was episode number 76 and 79. Uh, you can go on our YouTube channel. We've got um, a section on there on our tutorials. And I walk you through how to actually create. Um, the other thing you would need to do is I mean, you can use images. You can create your own just as easily as using uh, Canva or some you know sort of tool like that. Or you can hire an artist if you want to. I mean, I've done it where I just create stuff on Canva just to make it simple and easy. Um, so it's really up to you. Uh, so what you need, you need money to pay for something. You need a wallet. I'm not sure where you get that. Then you right. need the platform, right? Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you need before you get started? Um, I mean, I would say those are the... You could do it as easily as that. I mean, like I said, Wax is the easiest to get started on, but OpenSea, you, it's easy to create there too. Um, in fact, I should probably, I don't think I've done a tutorial on that. I should probably do that. So thank you. Maybe that will be my next one. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and the other thing is, is like for OpenSea and Ethereum, MetaMask is the most widely known, you know, most trusted of, um, wallets and Deborah, it's Wax W A X, um, and it's Wax Atomic Hub uh, is for that. But MetaMask is really easy to get set up, and then um, you typically just connect a bank account to purchase. I mean, most people use um, Coinbase is one of the easiest places to get started with buying crypto, um, and I. I do we do a Coinbase? Trying to, I'm looking at my list. Um, I did do a, um, we've done a walking through OpenSea tutorial, um, moving NFTs. I don't think I've done, did I do a MetaMask? I thought I did a MetaMask, but I can't find it now. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out why I would want this. Like the, you make money. I think you need to have a huge following because then somebody's going to want to buy something or some access to you. Correct me if I'm wrong. And then you can make money that way. But otherwise it's just sitting there. You can also lose money depending on the market. Right. Well, I, I think there's a couple different questions there is if you're trying to use this for your business, um, I think there is an opportunity to be on a cutting edge technology, um, be, you know, one of the first in to this, 
I guess, new territory. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that this will be the future. I mean, we've talked about this, uh, Gina and Terry, like there are so many things that are going to move towards NFTs and into the crypto space that like, for example, real estate is is one of them. People are buying and selling houses on the blockchain. It's just there's you can get rid of so many middlemen that are taking profits out of you know transactions that they don't necessarily especially in real estate i mean there's so many people that have their hands in the pot and if you're able to get rid of some of those things make it safer more secure not have to go through the banks and the title and and all that because it's on the blockchain you can see every time that house, you know, goes trans or um, changes hands from one person to another. And it is out there for the world to see on blockchain. Now, you mentioned real estate before uh, Paris um, penthouse, but okay. different. That- I'm talking real estate in real life. I know, but I know this was immersive. Yeah, yeah. My question is, why would I do that when I can do the same thing on uh, Meta? Like, why would I pay, you know, I, I'm, I'm not following. Um, benefit? That's a good question. Um, I'm not really sure. I mean, I, I bought this just because it was fun. Mm-hmm. And like we were, it, it was more of like the experience and we wanted to test it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess you can, you can have whatever in meta on your Oculus or whatever, but you don't own that. Whereas I own this NFT, I can sell, I can hold mm-hmm. this NFT. I mean, I don't know if, I don't even know if there are any perks or, you know, anything that goes along with owning that piece of your property in um, the one that I own is in, uh, I believe it's spatial.io, but Mm -hmm. I own that. I mean, I can, I could sell it to somebody else if I wanted to. Whereas in, in meta, you don't own that. Mark owns that. Right. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed that snippet from the build business challenge virtual conference. And I just want to say thanks for listening to the Nifty Chicks. We would love it if you would subscribe on our YouTube channel and be sure to hit that bell so that you never miss an episode. And remember, invest in yourself. You are worth it. Please listen carefully to the following disclaimer. Neither the host nor the guests of the Nifty Chicks podcast are acting in the capacity of financial advisors. We wish to remain transparent and impartial to the NFT community at all times, and therefore, the content provided by the Nifty Chicks hosts and guests are intended for general information purposes only. Nothing written or discussed by the Nifty Chicks hosts and guests should be construed or relied upon as investment, financial, legal, regulatory, accounting, tax, or similar advice. Nothing should be interpreted as a solicitation to invest in any cryptocurrency or NFT, and nothing herein should be construed as a recommendation to engage in any investment strategy or transaction. Please be advised that it is in your own best interest to consult with investment, legal, tax, or similar professionals regarding any specific situation and any prospective transaction decisions.
you must do your own research when considering investing in cryptocurrencies or NFTs. We are simply sharing our journey with you as we learn more about the world of NFTs. Happy minting.